award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We've got a fun show for you today. It's going to be a knockout. Uh... Because we're talking punching, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, we're the doing. punch out. Uh, we're punching today. Uh, Mr. Jason Holland is back with us, and uh, he actually welcomed us into his man cave. Uh, recently, we did another show here, and we talked uh, frogging. Now we're talking punching, but uh, should be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's the time of year uh, as we're getting closer. You know, we kind of started on that downhill slide of uh, summer. That grass uh, in the lakes, hydrilla milfoil, it's that time to grow, top out, uh-huh. and man, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. We're going to talk all about it today. Well, I'm excited to learn more about this. We've got, got all the gear here laid out. We'll talk about the rods and the reels and the baits and the hooks and the sinkers and the whatever. Yeah, we're going to cover it all. The line, etc. So, hey, I just want to remind everybody, keep, uh, keep watching, keep tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like us and share us and click the bell if you watch us on YouTube and all that fun stuff. Uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. That's what we're out here trying to do. Get the information to you. So the more you subscribe, the more you like, the more people see it, the more you see it. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> Make so, it all worthwhile. Yeah. So uh, you know, more Jason Holland. You can't can't get any better than that. Well, right? I mean, it's funny. My wife says she can get plenty, plenty oh, of me, okay, but well. uh, maybe the general public <laughs> can handle a little bit more. Hey, they they love the fishing tips. We've seen some good reports. Had some good comments that yeah. they love these tips, these tricks, these segments with you. So. I appreciate you coming and doing it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the whole point of it is, is, I mean, hey, it's fun to go fishing. But after a while of fishing, you're ready to do some catching. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's a great thing about what we're doing here is just, again, trying to give you some tips. And fishing, like, and I said when we first got together, I mean, fishing is a lot like golf. It's one thing you, you never learn at all. I mean, right. there's always something more and more you can learn. And that's why it's such a great sport because you're always learning something. There's mm-hmm. always different tricks and tips and ways that you can do it and what's great about it not only here in the great state of tennessee but across the country there's a lot of great lakes uh, that you can go and fish and takes the same tips that work here uh work all all the way across the country so yeah i appreciate you having me in it's a lot of fun yeah it is get to laugh and have a good time and hopefully talk about fishing and todd yells at me and cuts me out (laughs) of uh anything that say stupid thank Uh, god he's got that edit button he can make me look better so uh Today we're going to talk punching. Well, you mentioned technology. I want yes. to hit that real quick. Tech, or you, didn't, you didn't mention technology. You mentioned golf. Technology has changed golf. Technology has changed fishing. Uh, there's a lot of things that evolve and times change. Things are new. There's new things you can try. Uh, you know, it, it's always a, a spot to learn something new. Well, there is, and it's, it's, it's always evolving. Yes, it's the same basic concept. We take a hook. We take a bait or some type of lure, throw it out, and convince the fish to bite, uh, even though it's not real. Or, mm-hmm. again, if you're if you're live bait fishing. But there's something about that that just taps into our overall genetic makeup and our DNA that just, it's it's fun to do, it's enjoyable. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be super old, you can be super young, anywhere in between. Uh, there's just something about fishing. And so, as technology increases, uh, it allows us to be better, quicker, faster, more efficient, uh, Different materials make it not as hard. You know, Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, I'm a big fan of catching fishing rods. uh, And they use carbon fiber. I mean, the rod is made out of carbon fiber, so it's super strong and super light. So I can fish all day and not be nearly as exhausted as before when I use a heavier rod because that's all the technology that we had. And so you look at hooks, you look at sharpnesses, and just everything that goes around it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we can get out here in the weeds, and we can literally talk about just weights, 
fishing weights for hours. Yeah, I mean the the the, the materials they use and how it changes. And yeah, going from lead to tungsten and just the, the coatings they put on it. I just it goes on and on, and that's what I love about it. You mm. never. You can never get bored. Now, again, I, I got it pretty. I will admit, I got it pretty bad. I mean, I've got that. I got the addiction, the I passion. See, I see your wall of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what I love to do, right? Yeah. And so, everybody has their different passion. But what's great about fishing is that you don't have to go and dive all in as deep as I am to out and enjoy it. Some of the greatest times I had as a kid, uh, my grandpas were both into fishing, but not nearly as deep as I was. Uh, we go and go crappie fishing, sitting on the bank, and those times are some of the greatest memories I have with them. And it wasn't about catching. Yes, we caught some fish, and that was mm. fun. It was just having that experience with my grandfather outside, outdoors. Uh, and that's really what this whole show is about, is teaching and those guys that are going out going out fishing, how do we help you catch some more so you can, again, incorporate that whole process with your kids or with, uh, you know, it's great. You can go find maybe a, a, an unfortunate or a, a less blessed person that maybe doesn't have a father or a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Take them fishing. Again, it's always when you go fishing, you're building those bonds. Yeah. Uh, that's why country singers like sing to, about it all the time. I like to say pass it on. So you pass, got it. pass on what you love and, and yeah. share it with others. Yeah. yeah. You know, country singers sing about it all the time, about yeah. it's, you know more than just fishing or she just thinks we're all those different things, yeah. and it's just the act of spending time together outdoors, uh, which is what we love to do, and that's why I love being part and doing this with the TWRA because that's—I mean, you guys are the outdoors. That's what we do. That's yeah. what you know, Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. It's what we—that's—it's yeah, that's, what we do. Yeah, pretty so. straightforward. So, uh, and we're doing more and more of—of of, uh, I mean, we're always doing the biology and the studies and the work that that goes there. But we're always now we're trying to do more. Here's how to get out there. Here's how to do it. You know, and showing people how to get out there. Yeah. Well, that, ed- yeah. Yeah. that education piece is so important uh, just because there's there's so many new people. But you, you take what happened in 2020. Um, mm. Everybody got stuck at home, and so everybody's like, hey, if we're stuck, we're quarantined, let's go outdoors, You know, be safe, do the stuff, but we can be outside. Yeah. Uh, and so everybody, everybody's a strong word, a lot of millions of people across the country went many, outside. Many, many. Mm-hmm. And now it comes to how do I get it from going out and enjoying it but now let's let's take the game up another step and yeah. actually start catching some more fish, giving some new techniques and new ideas that uh, you may they may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I love about what the TWRA is doing is, hey, we're not just going to do what we normally have done. Now we're going to try to educate, uh, you know, the the license holder, and it uh, brings a whole other level and dimension yeah. of what you guys do. So. All those guys that jumped in it for the first time, you know, they're learning on their own, or we're going to try to show them how to. Yeah, do it. we're just going to be another another layer. Uh, again, there's a lot of great information out there, and never downplay it. But we'll just be another another layer, or ultimately another resource that they can go to and check mm-hmm. it out. So today we're going to talk about punching. Yeah. So you got the punch rod here, so I'm excited to hear what uh, how all this works together. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, and you said this was your favorite. This is by far, uh, hands down, my favorite. Now the. <laughs> Got to put a caveat is because every time I say that, like uh, frog fishing, this is my favorite. Frogging, punching, frogging. Yeah, I mean they're right. I, everything bass fishing, I'm in. Uh, but if if someone put a gun to my head and said, Jason, you can only fish for bass one certain way the rest of your life, uh, it would be what we're about to talk about right now. Okay. Uh, and so let me tee that up real quick when I talk about punching. Punching is different than flipping. All right, and they're, they're very similar in how you go about it. It's just a it's a different area when you're doing the technique. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, we're based out of Nashville, and so we use Old Hickory as a point of reference quite a bit. Yeah. Old Hickory has a lot of uh, we'll call it, uh, river grass, bank grass, water willow, a lot of different terms. But basically, it's it is the aquatic vegetation that's growing. You know, let's just say three to four feet, maybe even more off the off of the shore, off mm-hmm. the bank line. And that is where you'll do pitching. 
And that what pitching uh, or flipping means is that you have, when you do that, you're having open water that you're putting it into. Even though you've got all this water willow and you've got all these uh, sprigs of it sticking up, you're still taking it and you're flipping that bait into the actual water, even though it's in, surrounded by a bunch of water willow or bank grass. Okay. <clears throat> That's considered flipping. Where punching is different is imagine all of that had grown up, laid over, and kind of built a uh, grown a flat mat across it. Punching is when you're actually legitimately punching a weight and a lure through something that's matted. Okay. That is when we talk punching, just for, for reference, that is what we're referring to. Now, it can be a couple different things. So we're going to really focus on today talking about the matted hydrilla and matted milfoil that happens uh, a lot on the TVA lakes, uh, which, by the way, Old Hickory now has some uh, hydrilla growing in it. Okay. Uh, so this technique may, in a few years... Uh, be a valid option on a place like Old Hickory. but And this is the Nick and the Chick? This is Nick and Chick. So this is <laughs> Nick and Jack and Chickamauga uh, on the TV, and it's full of full of grass, full of hydrilla and milfoil. And what happens is over the summer, that grows and grows and grows, and then it will break the surface, and it's uh, it will then fall, you know, fall over, and it will continue to grow across the top of the surface. And mm -hmm. so what happens is it forms... Just imagine that you look across as far as you can see, and it looks almost like your your backyard. It looks that's that's how matted up it gets, and these big, massive grass mats, and they're on they grow on the typically the flats uh, in the creeks and on the river channel. And so you'll have when I say miles, legitimately, you'll have miles of grass mat, and it may be two, three, four hundred yards deep, just depending on. But it's where it's come out, it's grown up, laid over thrown together, and now you've got just literally it's a mat, a matted grass. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's really what we're going to be referring to today when we talk about punching. But it doesn't just have to be, punching doesn't have to be just that scenario. So, for instance, uh, log jams. Uh, back of creeks, you have uh, a bunch of logs or a bunch of uh, just debris uh, has got mm -hmm. together and made a big mat mm -hmm. of junk. Perfect place to, to punch through. Okay. And what happens is... It creates a canopy. Mm -hmm. So bass, in general, love to be underneath something or be in shade. They cooler? Love, yeah, they, cooler, but they want something over their head. Okay. Right? They feel more protected, especially largemouth. Smallmouth, not as much. Uh, largemouth, 100%. They want something over their heads. Uh, that's why a lot of times you'll, you'll catch them underneath docks. You'll catch them underneath overhanging sure. limbs. You'll catch them. And that's kind of flipping under there, right? You got it. You could punch under there, right? Could uh, you? Well, you could, but typically it's going to, again, you, that would be a more flipping scenario more flipping, because yeah. you're not having something that you're punching through. through. Um, but bass, bass want something over their head. So those mm -hmm. matted areas, back of creeks, back of pockets, that just, um, Arkansas, for example, has a tendency, a lot, of, uh, a lot of trees will decay and break down and they'll get blown in the back of these currents. And so there's actually a whole technique on lakes in Arkansas and where guys go and they flip these big uh, log jams. And we have some of that here. Uh, not as much. Uh, Old Hickory will have some. But, uh, you know, it's a whole, there's a whole technique around punching through these log jams. And so that's really the technique is you got something, you know, you got something flat, matted up, or uh, compiled, compressed on top of the, the surface of the water. Gotcha. And you're punching through that to get, to get down to these bass that are just sitting there. To your point, yes, it's cooler. It gives them, you know, great shade. It's something over their head. They feel protected. They feel comfortable. And what else happens? Uh, the bait loves that too. And so the bass can sit there all nice and comfortable, and the bait literally will be coming to them. So yeah, okay. it's a great way to take a big rod, big weight, punch through there. Uh, and man, it's it's kind of like frogging what we talk. It is full contact it, bass fishing. That was my question. It, it's the similar, the same kind of grass that you're frogging on, right? 
exactly. It's the same exact area. Uh, exact area will you be throwing a frog? <clears throat> excuse me, but. So now you're going under. You got it. So here's really a breakdown what I'll do. So early in the mornings, um, I will start off. I'll be throwing the frog, right? So uh, everything's more active. They've been feeding over the night. And so the bass are more inclined to be looking up, right? And so that frog coming across the mat uh, is really good. Goes on later in the day. Sun's super high, scorching down. Those bass have a tendency to go closer to the bottom. And so they'll, those bass will stage typically – in three areas underneath the mat. They'll be on the very bottom, they'll just be suspended in the middle, or they will be sitting with their backs right up against the bottom of that mat. And it'll just be you as the angler's responsibility to figure out where they're at. And we'll kind of talk about that as we get into punching. But sure. the point of it is is that once they quit hitting that top water, I'm going down in there, I'm going to get them, and uh, I'm going to drag them out. Real quick, you said bottom, middle. What, what's bottom? Six feet, ten feet? It'll be strictly relative to where you're fishing. Okay. So uh, I'll give you an example. So bottom um, at, uh, we'll say, Chick. So if we're fishing that river channel, that bottom could – and so you think you got the channel, which mm-hmm. is, let's just say, 35 to 40 foot deep. And so it's got kind of this bowl, and then on the sides it comes up, and then it's got these flats, right? So you got the river channel where the barges go down, and then you have these um, shallower areas – because they come in and dredged out or whatever. And that's where that grass is going to grow. And that could be, I mean, I've seen it from as shallow on those areas as two foot. Okay. Uh, and I've seen it deep. But Nickajack's a prime example because it's a pretty deep, uh, especially up by Raccoon Mountain going up into Chattanooga. Uh, that can be 12 to 15 foot deep. Okay. So deep or bottom is all going to be relative based on where the grass is at. Gotcha. So, again, it's just you, as you're fishing, and we'll kind of talk about how you'll know where they're at based on how they bite. Um but that's really one. And here's the great thing: once you get them dialed in and figured out where they are, typically, unless you have something changed throughout the day, uh, big current flow, a big weather change, for the most part, they're going to be doing that most of the time. So if you catch them when they, when you first punch in, and as soon as it goes through the mat, boom, they instantly grab it. You know that they're sitting up on. You know, it goes through and it's in ten foot of water. But as soon as it breaks the grass mat, they bite it. You know that they're hanging up near the top. Quick bite. Yeah, and so if he goes all the way to the bottom. And as soon as it gets to the bottom, you get bit, obviously, they're hanging at the bottom. And then if you take it and you're kind of yo-yoing it, which we'll talk about the action, and they hit it when you kind of bring it up, you know that they're suspended there in the middle. So wherever they're at in those three stages, they're going to pretty much stay there. Uh, And then if they quit biting, then later on that day, then you have to refigure them out. But once they kind of get dialed in, they're in. So uh, let's talk gear real quick because we've got – Sure. We got to get to it. We got a bunch to go through. I'm excited to hear how this works. All right. So uh, we talked about rod and reel. Uh, this is a uh, seven foot ten inch. I'm actually seven foot eleven. Big beefy rod designed strictly for punching by Cash and Rods. Um, John Cruz series literally says punch rod on it. Punch I mean, rod. It is. It's what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% made here in the United States. Why I love Cash and Fishing Rods. Won't do a commercial for them, but go check them out on their website. Yeah. Lou's Super Duty Reels. Uh, we've talked about this reel in the past. I'm a big fan of Lou's. Super Duty means everything's beefed up gears. Uh, it's designed for that that hard, full contact drag. I think a 20-pound drag. Uh, designed for this specific technique. Full contact punching. Full contact punching. Full contact frogging. Um, and we also use braided line. And so we'll kind of talk about real quick about the braided yeah. line. Here's the braided you had oh, on you, display sir. here. Yeah. 65 pounds. Is that 65, what you're going that, That's typically where I stay for frogging and for punching. Okay. You can go up to 80 uh, you can go down to 50. I don't recommend that if you're punching. You want 65 or higher. Uh, I'm a braid guy. Um, one of my fishing partners, actually, uh, you know pretty well, Mike Parsley, who works at the TWRA. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mikey. Yeah. Mike likes to fish. <laughs> uh, 
Mike's at a different concept. He doesn't want to punch with braided line. He likes to punch with 25-pound fluorocarbon. Mm. To him, he feels like he gets more bites. Who catches more fish, though? I, I, bites I, doesn't mean fish in so the So here's what I'm going to say is <laughs> go back to the tournament results that Mike and I fished the same tournament when we're both punching, and we'll let the tournament results speak for themselves. Okay. I, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds, so Mike, <laughs> I love you. I'm not. So I'm saying the tournament, the, the paperwork will speak for itself. Okay. But 65-pound braid, you need it because you're, you're horsing on them. You're going to hit them pretty hard. So mm-hmm. I'm a suffix 832 guy, 65-pound braid. Use whatever brand you like. Hey, will you break down 832? What's that mean? Or does it mean? Uh, you know, I have no idea okay. what 832 means. Yeah. I'm sure it has something. To, oh, well, you know what? If I would shut up and read the box, <laughs> 832, 832 sounds for eight braided fibers and 32 weaves per inch. Okay. So, uh Todd, you're going to need to edit that out so I don't look stupid. (laughs) And I knew exactly what 832 meant, all right? Yeah, here we go. It's got to mean something. That's why Todd's back there. Uh, I'm a big fan of this line since it came out years ago. Yeah. But get use whatever you want to. As long as it's 65-pound to 80-pound, you're going to be great. So that was the rod and reel line set up. Let's talk real quick about gear. Now, when we're punching the grass mats, um, you're always going to be trying to use as little weight as you possibly can to get through the mat but get through it efficiently. Okay. Meaning, if I take it and I go and I take my lure and I throw it out on the grass mat and it just sits there. Because, again, guys, you got to remember, this thing is this all woven together. It's just thick. super, super thick. It will float a one-ounce weight. That's mm. how thick it is. Uh, so what I don't want to do is throw that out there and then have to jiggle it and work it, work it, and finally get it to go through, right? Because I'm cutting down my efficiency. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is I want to get through that grass mat as easy as I possibly can with the lightest weight. Uh, this time of year, as it's beginning to top out, it's still a little bit thinner. You can use an ounce, ounce and a quarter, ounce and a half. When it gets real thick in the fall, I mean, places like Nick or Chick, I mean, you could easily be up to two, two and a quarter ounces, which I know sounds extreme and crazy for yeah. bass fishing. I mean, one ounce feels heavy. Uh, it is. I mean, you think about most of your lures that you throw, crankbaits, uh, Texas rigs, all that. The most typically, unless you're fishing real deep, is going to be half ounce. Mm, and now, yeah. just and the lowest end, we're at double that of weight. Right. So I get it, guys. It is a it's a whole different world of what you're used to and what to expect. But to try to maximize your speed, try to maximize your efficiency, because again, this is going to be the fish of a hundred flips. Because you're you're fishing a specific area and you're kind of working down, uh, say in your boat. Typically, they're going to be ganged up uh, in an area. So usually, if you catch one in that general vicinity 50 yards up 50 bars 50 yards down you're more than likely going to get you another bite um because they're going to be ganged up this time of year but there's really no way to go out and scan using your graphs to actually see the fish what you can do though is you can look at specific areas uh where you got transitions or mm-hmm. where you've got uh, ditches and things and that will help you kind of pinpoint where they're at but it's not going to tell you exactly where they're at so you're okay. going to have to go out and and do Work some it. punching. So, so is this? Uh, we mentioned in the in the frog, and this is like we said, full contact. But you're casting all day long. With punching, maybe not as many casts, but you're still working. Yeah, well, it's di- you're actually going to do more casts. You're just not going to work it as long. Oh, okay. So, so when you're punching, you're going to punch basically about when I flip that in. That's going to be typically ten to fifteen feet. I'm going to punch it in. I'm going to lift it up a couple times. Then I'm going to reel it right back in. Because here's the thing. You can't take that like you normally and drag something through it. You can't go and you can't work it. Wherever you go in, that's your area to work, and you got to reel it back in. Because, again, this thing, we're talking 12 to 18 inches thick, top to bottom, and it's, I mean, it's everywhere. 
And so it is, you got to take it, you got to flip it in, kind of bounce it up and down a couple, three times, reel it all the way back in, do it again. And you can do that over and over. And I get it. It sounds miserable and boring. And I'm not going to lie, if you're not getting bit, it can be pretty monotonous. Well, but what's, you know, some but, people like to just keep casting too, though. Yeah, but what's great about it is that when, when you do get hit, they're mad at it. Mm. I mean, because think about it, they're sitting down here, everything's wonderful. All of a sudden, a big... Con, you know, big bait comes crashing through the mat, and it drops right in front of their face. Uh, and they don't hit it because they're hungry. They hit it because they're mad at it, or their brain kicks in, and they just naturally um, call it a reaction, bite a lot of different things, but they just instantly bite it. Mm-hmm. Like to say all the time, they don't have thumbs. They feel with their mouth. And so <laughs> they turn around, and they'll bite it. And when they bite it, uh, they hit it hard. Uh-huh. And, again, you're now dragging this thing out. And so with that whole full contact piece, I mean, it's it's four-wheel drive fishing and yeah. it is a blast well you know and it can it's kind of throws me off a little bit when you say punch i think man you're driving it but you're flipping and letting the weight punch through correct correct it's so ex- the weight is your punch but you're not really casting a full no. motion cast you're no. dropping it in you're literally un- just underhand uh chili dipping all right i feel i always uh, so that's it, a golf term i chili dipped that one right? yeah <laughs> so think of it remember as as when you first started if you ever fish with a cane pole right you kind of you get that pendulum swing and that's yep. how you couldn't take it and just throw it overhand you just kind of swing it out there mm-hmm. and let that momentum or the pendulum swing your bobber and your little worm same exact motion yeah okay so it's that same underhanded pitch, and it's going to go up, and then it's, the, the weight will punch through that grass mat and get your soft plastic lure down at the bottom, and then we'll bite it. And you're trolling slow right along the edges, you're right? Very slow, yeah. and I'm, literally, I'm taking it. I'm chili dipping it out there. I'm bouncing it a couple times, reel it back in. And then I'm going to go down five or six feet as that natural troll or the current's bringing me, and I'll do it again, and I'll do it again. And again, I hear you. It sounds miserable, mm-hmm. but it is so much fun. Once you get in the rhythm, once you get the right gear, you're not fighting it all day. Yeah. Um, Found the right weight. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. All right. So let's talk gear. I know we're going to run out of time real quick. So, sure. yep. Man, here's time one. is flying. Ah, it's because of my amazing teacher, is well, what it you, is. You my are. unbelievable, Todd, make sure you put that in there. My unbelievable ability to talk. All right. So we talked real quick about weights. So, uh, just for guys that are watching this, this is a two ounce of weight. Honestly, this is where I spend most of my time. Start there. I, I don't know if I start there. I try to start smaller, but where I typically end up is the two ounce. You might as well start there. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, another cool tip that you could do is that, so this weight is pretty expensive. This weight alone is like 10 to 11 bucks. Just the weight. Wow. A tungsten. I'm using tungsten, by the oh, way. Oh, big money here. Yeah. Well, here's a great <laughs> tip for you for guys that don't want to go out and spend that, that want to have to use more of what they have. So this is a one ounce tungsten weight. Uh-huh. And they're about, let's just say, five or six bucks. But what you can do is you can use your one ounce weight. If it works, it's enough weight, then you're perfect. You get into a scenario where you need more weight, just invert them. Oh, yeah. Have two and invert them. Okay. So stack one with the point facing down and the other one on top of it with the point facing up. Okay. So now, now you got two. Now I have two. Two ounce. So, okay, cool. Great little tip. Now, some of the gear that you're going to need you're going to need, uh, first and foremost, the bobber stopper. Okay. All right. So what you want to do is you want to peg this weight down you want that whole system being extremely compact okay texas rig you don't want that weight being all up here because what's kind you get that separation and it wear you out it's just mm-hmm. not any fun fishing so take a bobber stopper and peg it won't go through how to do that youtube it's YouTube, super easy yeah a couple of additions that you can add to it is you can add what's called a punch skirt 
All right, so this adds a round silicone skirt that makes it look and flare much like a jig. So it's just another addition. Instead of just having, uh, you know, your your creature bait or your crawl bait punching through there, you can put a skirt, adds a little bit more flare. Another thing that you can do is you can add my favorite red bead. And so red, a great way to use, <laughs> and great reason you'll use a bead is two things. One, you will get uh, your knot will be protected. Right, okay. So your yep. weight, instead of banging against the knot, it's going to be <clears throat> excuse me, hitting on this bead. But also as cool as it's hitting that bead, you can't click, hear it. There's click. a little, little click sound. Kind of what we talk about consistently is we're adding another layer mm-hmm. uh, onto more. that. And so now we're using uh, sight and sound to attract the fish. So when it comes to hooks, you need big, beefy hooks designed exactly what you're doing. If not, you get a flimsier hook, you're going to get a lot of hook bend, and you'll lose fish. So... BMC has one called Heavy Duty Flippin', uh, which this one I have not tried yet, but it's a brand new one by Gamagatsu. So if you're familiar with fishing, Gamagatsu has kind of been the, the pinnacle of hooks. Been around a while. Yeah, long, long time. They just ran, came out with this one called the Super Heavy Cover Hook. It's exactly what it's designed for mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, punching. So uh, depending on your size of bait, you'll use typically 3-0, 4-aught, or 5-aught. Uh, I start with a 5-aught, and I start with a 4-inch bait. And we'll talk real quick about baits, but... I, that's, that's my starting point. Now, if you're not getting bit and you need to downsize, uh, go from a 4-inch bait down to a 3-inch bait. Uh, a, typically, all crawls have a bait, what's called a baby version. It's just a shrunk-up version. And you turn around and you'll drop your hook size. So you go to 3-inch uh, bait, I typically go to a 4 or 3 odd hook. And again, okay. you're making sure everything matches. Yeah. You don't want a small bait and a massive hook. Right. Or vice versa. You don't want a real big piece of soft plastic and not have a big enough Miss hook. Miss that bite. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my two favorites. So my go-to every time is the Missile D-Bomb. Mm-hmm. If you guys can see that or not, Missile D-Bomb is hands down my favorite. I love them. Super soft. Uh, great colors. And they're just a staple when it comes to punching. Everybody knows the D-Bomb. Great. Only time, I say only time, some of the times I'll change up is if they're a little bit more aggressive. I will go to this bait, which is probably one of the more popular uh, flipping baits, which is the ha- Berkeley Havoc Pit Boss. It's a 4-inch bait. Okay. has a lot of action. What I mean by action is the appendages move a lot. Mm. And so when they're real aggressive, you're trying to get even more attention, uh, this is a great one. So typically, again, this is me because, again, my favorite thing to do, I'll have two setups exactly the same. And let's well, face it, you'll have 20 rods. I, let's be honest. I'll, <laughs> I'll have three setups. Uh, one will be a more aggressive bait. The other one will be the D bomb. And then I'll have one setup with a lighter weight and a smaller, um, smaller creature, creature bait on it. And that's again, I'm just, I'm looking for every, every scenario and figure out why I'm not getting bit. So yeah, go check it out. Go try it. And again, I, I know it's, uh, it's not something you normally would do. And I know it's very specific. But for guys that live in that part of the country or for bass fishermen that have not tried it before, it's a fantastic bite. It's a yeah. super aggressive, super fun. Uh, and what's great is if you got a boat, you both anglers, you and your buddy, can do it side by side. Uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of conversation. Just go out and try it. Yeah. Two, th- two quick things. Uh, first and foremost, always keep it straight. Your faith, your family, your fishing, those three things uh, are near to dear to all of our hearts. Uh, because you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is, hey, go check me out uh, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Jason Holland Fishing. Uh, we've got, of course, some of these videos on there. Got some other stuff that we're doing from an educational standpoint. Love to connect with you. You got questions, man? Shoot them out. Awesome. I don't have yeah. somebody answering questions. I'm answering. Them. It's you. It's me. All you. Oh, good or bad, <laughs> guys. It's all me. So, 
Thanks uh, to TWA to having me. Thanks yeah. to you. Thanks, Mr. Don. He's not here. Thanks for the guy that makes it all happen, Todd, in the back. Yeah. So, appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, as always, it's a fun show. Great information. Uh, we could have been here a lot longer, but uh, that's why we have to bring you back for some more later. Come so. on. All right. Well, this is Tennessee Wildcast. We thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like us out there, subscribe to us, and thank you to our radio partners out there and uh, tuning in there. So, anyway, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.